Hello, Vineyard. Good e- evening. Good evening. Yeah, it is good evening, isn't it? It is definitely that. Um, we're we're excited to be here. Yeah, we are. And I hope you had a chance to uh, check uh, Naomi and the girls out and uh, just that beautiful uh, presentation from Naomi. Um, yeah, I thought, what a what a timely... That was beautiful. Yeah, timely piece. Yeah. Um, she's getting pretty good at starting oh, to... Oh, she's getting... <laughs> we have to get her on here and preach soon. So, so much has happened in Guatemala since we've been there, yeah. uh, just inside this year. I mean, it's, it's uh, just wild thinking that we were only down there in February, I think yep, it was. Ten right? months ago, yeah. Ten months ago, and so much has happened for Naomi and the girls. Um, thought it was particularly touching. I was, you know, just listening to her and uh, just acknowledging, the, you know, the, the special teachers that they have they're working with them the nannies who just sow so much love into the girls and you know when you look at Naomi's story and you protract that story out uh, you know we find out that there are just these beautiful miracles that are happening in the girls lives along the way and they're loving the kids and and that love is 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 changing it's changing the outcome of their life it's changing their uh, their life today, the, the quality of life that they're living. And um, I think they're just surprising people with the things that are going on in their life. And then of course, Naomi yourself, you're, um, I mean, you love every one of those girls, but you're also celebrating becoming a legal mom yeah. in your own right. And, and yeah, you got to know that your your family up here in Canada are so excited for you. Um, welcome. It's Christmas Eve. Oh boy, it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Well, well I, miss, I miss our Christmas get together at the church. Yeah, we so miss that. I mean, yeah. let's let's put that right out there. I think I, I think I've said it in a number of settings. I mean, for so many years we've gathered at St. Andrews on the square. Um, we've partnered with uh, Lighthouse Christian Fellowship yeah. with uh, um, with the Lynn's family and and uh, with that fellowship and it it uh, was always a sort of high point and celebrative uh, time that we've had together and it just looks so different this year and and, and maybe we'll speak to a bit of that here today um, we're hoping not to take up a whole bunch of your time but we we thought right out of the gate it was so important that we would be able to spend uh, some of this time in this holy season as we prepare for Christmas. Uh, celebration tomorrow but as we think of christmas eve and we celebrate the the birth of christ today that's what we're going to do uh we get to actually uh light candles today yeah (laughs) and we're doing this live so uh, you know if if it goes wrong (laughs) it goes wrong in a hurry uh yeah so but uh but uh why don't we start there i'm thinking do you want to start with the lighting of the candles and sure and they can, you know, so long as we don't pass papers over them, they won't, uh, they won't uh, light the place up. But um, anyways, yeah, welcome. Uh, welcome online. Have you, are we seeing some people online with us already? I see, well, I'm seeing a few people online yeah, already. That's good. Yeah, seeing some folks from out of town. Uh, anyways, welcome. We love you guys. Glad that you're here. Um, so we're going we're gonna to light, 
We've been lighting a succession of candles uh, through Advent, the four weeks, the four Sundays coming up to uh, the high day, which is this high mark, which is, is Christmas Day. Uh, marks that, yeah, the incoming of Christ into the world. So I would actually like to get you guys to chime in what each candle yeah, there you we're go. lighting on instead of us to remind you what we've done. You <laughs> yeah, remind us. Yeah. Right. Why, don't you, why don't you write down one or two candles that you remember uh, celebrating here? But uh, <laughs> let's, see, let's see what we've I love got. games. Yeah, so. she does love games. <laughs> She would. So the first candle is. Well, you, you know, guys got to type the answer in there. Yeah. Well, there you go. We celebrated the first candle. Do you remember what that candle was? It's kind of the uh, opposite to the word despair, or. Does, does it start with an H? <laughs> does it start with an H? Maybe. <laughs> what have we got? Oh, come on, you guys! Starts with an H. Okay, there you go. <laughs> How about the candle of hope? Why don't we try that? Okay, we'll so just do it. We're going to light the candle of hope. Yeah, why don't you light one of those ones up in the front? There you go. Uh, yeah, God keeps his promises. That's what we were saying. And we, yeah. you know, we put our hope in that. Um, the other one was talking about God sends comfort, right? Right? His peace. His peace. God sends us his peace. That's right. Yeah. Oh, look at that. We got hope. We got peace there. Linda's got Yay. peace, and Connie had some hope. Connie's uh, got some hope. <laughs> yeah. So when you are overwhelmed with, <laughs> what is that? What is that thing that overwhelms you with good news and great happenings? What happens to you? <laughs> yeah, Connie's are already. We, are we looking for the next candle? Yeah. Well, why don't we try before the light goes out? Why don't ah. we try? Why don't we try lighting a candle to the candle of the light to the candle of joy? Joy. Joy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I I see lots of symbols going on here, right? Yeah, you're right, Daryl and Karen. That was a great movie from uh, Naomi, wasn't it? Uh, I think Connie's way ahead of us. She's already got the symbols there, but uh, I think she means love. I think that uh, that last candle, that pink candle there, we're gonna light it as the candle of love. Yeah. There you go. Okay. You can do you want to let that burn out or do you wanna there you go? <laughs> so today, uh tonight anyways, what what we're celebrating, of course, is the birth of Christ, right? Yeah. And this is as again, this is the high point of the Christian season, right? Uh um it's like Christmas Day, the birth of Christ, right? God comes among us. The, the title for today, Emmanuel, God with us. God becomes flesh. The word becomes flesh and comes to dwell amongst us. And, and of course, he comes literally in the form of, of Christ. And so we're going to light the, the candle to... Oh, we're going to light it now? I think we can light oh, okay, it now. Fine. We can let it burn. It's kind of nice. I like the way it shows up on camera there. It's... That looks very good. <laughs> Our favorite okay. candle, yeah. There candle you go. Candle of Christ. The candle of Christ. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Beautiful. You Watch go. our smoke alarms go up. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Oops. Yeah, that I never even thought of that. That would be really that'd be <laughs> that'd be a that'd be about a ten minute delay as we air the house out. <laughs> That's awesome. Never even thought of it. So 
Um, we really wanted to make tonight all about the birth of Christ, uh, looking at that in story. And, and I mean, maybe you guys are way ahead of us and you've read through this stuff in the Bible, but we're going we're gonna to be reading out of the message, um, which is really going to mess some people up. Um, but just, just so love, love the story that, uh, that unfolds as Eugene uh, writes that for us. And uh, even the cat wants to get in on this. Do you see that? Um, <laughs> yeah, no candles to you. Buddy, um, we're gonna like the so we've lit the candle to Christ. So, anyways, we're gonna read from Luke chapter two, uh, verses one through. Uh, we might as well read it right through to verse nineteen. Is what I'm thinking. And there we go. The cat is officially joined us. <laughs> okay, I just knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> the whole family wants to get in the shop. Andrew won't come in the shop. We tried to get Andrew into the shop. Yeah, he, he wouldn't come. It. There you go. Well, how about I read since you've got the cat? I, since I got the cat. <laughs> this will be good for kids. You got kids watching? Meet Milo the cat. Yeah, there you go. Milo the horse cat. Yeah, he's a big cat. Okay, verse one from Luke chapter two. <laughs> about that time, Caesar Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the empire. This was the first census when... Quirinius. Thank you. There you go. Was governor of Syria. Everyone had to travel to his own ancestral hometown to be accounted for. So Joseph went from Gal the Galilean town of Nazareth up to Bethlehem in Judah, David's town, for the census. As a descendant of David, he had to go there. He went with Mary, his fiancee, who was pregnant. While they were there, the time had come for her to give birth. She gave birth to a son, her firstborn. She wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger because there was no room at the hostel. There was shepherds camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep. I guess that's right. Uh, suddenly, God's angel stood among them and God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified. The angel said, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A savior has been born in David's town, a savior who is Messiah and master. This is what you are to look for, a baby wrapped in a blanket and laying in a manger. At once the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. Glory to God in the heavenly heights. Peace to all men and women on earth who please him. As the choir, as the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the shepherds talked it over. Let's get over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. They left running and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angels had said about the child. All who heard the shepherds were impressed. Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear deep within herself. The shepherds returned and let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they'd been told. Huh, so you read the whole thing. Was I not supposed to? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's good. I was, I was watching. You enjoyed yourself. Yeah, that would have been in that <laughs> other conversation. 
So as the story opens up, I mean, any, every good story opens up with an opening line that gets you going. About that time, Caesar Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the whole empire. I mean, what we're, we're given to understand is that God's people, Israel, are underneath a foreign power. They're underneath another emperor. And, you know, they, they don't have the right to rule over their lives. I mean, you know, I, I, as I read this story, I thought, how many of us, and even in the church, are flinching these days because of the health orders that are coming down from the government. There are yeah. certain things that are being asked of us. I don't believe it to be a tyranny, as some have suggested. <laughs> and even a soft tyranny. Um, but, you know, it's a health order. But here in this day, uh, Caesar Augustus, I mean, he is, he is a conqueror through military prowess and through political might. Like, there, there's a struggle that has gone on within the whole Roman Empire itself and in their known world. And Israel is, they're kind of like pawns in the middle of this, right? They don't really necessarily have the power over their own destiny. And what you find here in our Christmas account is both Mary and Joseph have to be somewhere else uh, that they probably don't want to be, right? Full with child. The last thing you want to be thinking about is traveling. Oh, for sure. Uh, to some foreign place. I mean, you haven't been able to uh, email ahead and get accommodations all lined yeah, up, right. you know. <laughs> in this day, you could pick up an inn just about anywhere. But in those days, nothing was available when they actually finally arrived. And and you know what I was just talking to you. I mean, the the, the distance between these two, these two towns, uh, you know, is about the distance from Kamloops to Salmon Arm. I mean, it's it's over a hundred kilometers in distance. Yeah, just over an hour the way I drive. Yeah, well, they didn't have cars. Oh, right. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, um, yeah. They had a long way to travel, and yeah. being full with child, and full in their term. Um, I mean, I I part of me just. Yeah, we'd like to think all the rosy thoughts about them having all of their thoughts collected and being in such perfect peace. I mean, they've seen God in action. They've seen him do all kinds of amazing things, and they had these promises that they were living by. But I'm betting they have to hold on to those promises during that journey because there's so much that's out of their hands and out of their control. Yeah. Uh, Caesar Augustus, I mean, he's, he's quite a character. Um, you know, I was talking to you about empire, empire building and empire worship at the time. Uh, in Rome, many of, the, many of the Caesars considered themselves like literally a, a son of God, son of Venus, like the goddess Venus. They were, they, were, we, they were thought of as divinity, as being divine and having power. And in fact, Caesar was referred to as a lord and a savior of all things, savior of the known world. They, they thought that they were bringing in order and peace and government into the world. They were bringing peace in, into a time when there was just a lot of chaos. Yeah, so, yeah, so in an interesting time. So if we find this and we, and we, we think, you know, is, is, is Caesar Augustus, is he an enemy of God? Is he an enemy of, of what's going on? Well, they weren't worshipers of God that we are, that we knew that to be a surety. Um, they were mostly indifferent, I would say in that time, mostly indifferent unless it threatened the, the power that they had. Uh, they were mostly indifferent to that. Um, but 
nevertheless, we see here that God, you know, he, uh, I, I think that there's a scripture verse that talks about uh, the kings of the world being like water in his hands. He can do with them whatever he chooses. And what I, I find absolutely uh, amazing out of this is that is is we look at we look at history and we look at um, what the prophets foretold about uh, about Jesus who was to come. We find out here in Micah chapter five verse two uh, the prophet utters, "But you Bethlehem, Ephrathah, through you though you are small among the clans of Judah." Out of you will come from me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old and from ancient times. So we have the, you know, we have breathed into the Old Testament already this plan that's been set in place. And, you know, you can almost see like the hand of God at work, even in a census of all things to fulfill his plans. Now, of course, Bethlehem figures hugely, right? In terms of sort of a Davidic promise. Like, you know, you remember the King David? Yes. Yes, the King David. Well, King David was, he was promised to have one who would come after him, one who was from his lineage that would sit on the throne forever. And Jesus is in fact from the same line of David. Yeah, he so is. he comes yeah. to fulfill that. Okay, you are going down because you're hotter than I can imagine. Yeah, so here we see that in a situation where we might be feeling like, you know, we might be feeling like the things are out of control. Lives are out of control. I don't have any control over my life. Um, but we see here in this, you know, something that one of the themes that we see worked out in the Bible all the time is that God can use evil for good. He always is at work. Ultimately, God is in control. And, and all of us are, you know, if we're loved by God, and we are, we know that. We know I it. I mean, that was the point of Jesus coming, right? When we started off the series, we talked about God so loved his, world. this world that he yeah. sent his son. Um, you know, the, our gift unto us as son is given. Good girl. <laughs> He's testing me. I'm testing you. <laughs> yeah, I think we're learning something through this month. Yeah, we have this amazing gift that's given to us. And, and what, I, what I, I'm excited about, what, what strikes you about this story as you, you read this story and you think about this story? Is that putting you on the spot? No, I, I mean, it's not in scriptures or nothing like that, but I think of their trip while she's due to give birth. Yeah. You'd have to have the peace of God to do that. And just to know the end result is, it's going to be okay because God's got it. God's got it. He's got me. Yeah. He, so I, that's what I think through reading that going, oh my goodness. You know, they don't say, and this Holy Spirit came and gave them peace and law. <laughs> but you've got to know that that's with them. Yeah. Well, they're having some great encounters all the way. Yeah. <laughs> And the the shepherds keeping watch over their sheep in the fields at night have an, a they have an encounter, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think they woke up that morning thinking, you know, any of this was going to come down like this, right? <laughs> and I, you know, what's the first thing that the angel says to them? Do you not be afraid? Yeah, don't be afraid. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, suddenly he appears to them, right? Doesn't he? It says, uh, yeah, what does, it, what does it say in your notes? While they were there, the time had come. Okay, there were, sh- yeah, sheep herders camping in the neighborhood. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the colloquial Eugene Peterson. They're camping in the neighborhood. They're like they're watching over their sheep at night. And suddenly God's angel stood among them and God's glory blazed around them. Maybe like these flames, but (laughs) glory. I think that they were, uh, yeah, they were very aware of of, uh, their setting very quickly about what was going on. in an angel, first thing he has to say is like, don't be afraid. Listen, I've come with great news that is, you know, of a, a joy-filled event that is meant for everybody. And that's kind of one of my other points and takeaways. We've talked about, you know, what are some points that we can take away from this? You know, we always like those sort of those three, what are the three points that we can take away? One is that God can use evil for good. Yeah. We see that God's in control. Two is, is that, you know, that the invitation of God's kingdom is for everyone. It's, yes, it it's for all of us. Uh, this, is, this is meant, this is great. This is not only a joyful event, but this is great news for everyone. A Savior has been born in David's town. A Savior who is Messiah and Master. Messiah means king. Yeah. <laughs> not, not Caesar right? But Messiah and Master. And now I want you to go looking for him. So he sends them, he gets them ready and he sends them out on a treasure hunt. <laughs> Do you remember some things that he was asking for? It's kind of backfinder. They're looking for, they're looking, looking for, for a child. They're looking for a child. There's got to be a child. <laughs> And a child in a manger, like in a, didn't I say that? Yeah, in a manger. In a manger. A child in a manger. Look for this. Uh, yeah, you, this isn't something you're gonna, you see very often. <laughs> this is gonna, it's going to be, this child, it's not going to be something that you see very often. I'm here to announce something of great joy, and the invitation is for everyone. And that we see in this, and, and what we should all be feeling out of the Christmas story, of course, is that Jesus is saying, Come, come and see for yourself. You know, I, I, you know, it is my prayer and our, our, certainly our hope that as you read this story and as you consider Christmas, that it is an invitation for all of us to come and to see for ourselves. It's not enough just to hear about the good news. We want you to come and to experience him for yourself. And this is, this is the invitation from God to all of us. Come and see for yourself. Come, taste and see that I'm good, right? Come and you know, and, throughout the scripture, there's many scriptures, which sure. I'm not, but just do not be afraid. That's, yeah. that's a common yeah. message he gives to each of us. So even in the season of COVID and life and, and just stuff we're going through is just... There you go. Do not be afraid. Know that I am with you and just, yeah... So what, so what you're doing is you're taking the Logos Word of God and you're saying there's a rhema application for the Word. The Word is active. He is trying to say something to us in this season. In this season when you might be feeling like your life is out of control and it's not exactly all in your hands and it seems like it's out of your hands. I mean, there are other authority figures and those that we have to 
acknowledge and we should certainly be praying for. And it may be seeing like a lot of your, your, your life is out of control, but God is saying to you in this season, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You know, and come and see. Come and taste and see that the Lord is good. Um, and then the third thing that I, I highlighted out of this story, and listen, I mean, we could, we could go into all kinds of historical fact about story, and I would overwhelm all of us in that, and especially Deb. Um, <laughs> she'd be saying, uh, yeah. what are you trying to get at? Um, I'll just sit and smile. But we're, I, the, the thing that I highlighted out of the story is that we're being asked to respond, I believe. Um, you know, I, I was struck by, I was struck by the, the narrative of the story. It says, so the choir, the angelic choir, like, you know, I love how God just does this great buildup. <laughs> First there's one angel, then there is a great host of angels. <laughs> Maybe seeing the great host of angels right out of the gate, they'd have all died of pure shock on the spot. I don't know, <laughs> but, but, the, but the, the great, the great choir withdrew into heaven. Um, you know, I'm not, we're not talking about Saturn and, you know, of course, Saturn and Juniper or Jupiter are, are, are figuring prominently these days and, and uh, the planets and the celestial heavens, that's a whole other story. But, you know, when we're talking about heaven, we're talking about an other living, a, a heavenly domain, a, a, you know, a, the spiritual world that that is all around us that we can't see, but there is a sense that the choir has withdrawn into heaven. And the sheep herders, they talked it over, is how Eugene Peterson puts this. They, they have a conversation and they, they say, why don't, let's go. Let's go over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. I love how verse 16 opens up. They left running. <laughs> if you want to know how God would love to see us respond to the invitation to him, and he says, run, run to me, run to the table, run to me, run to the kingdom. Uh, have you ever, have you, you know, I'm thinking of our grandkids, uh, you know, when they, you know, when I'm in their good stead. <laughs> <laughs> They're warming up to grandpa. They're warming up to grandpa. But grandpa. They, grandpa. Yeah, but, you know, they're, they're pretty warm to grandma. <laughs> um, but, but there's something so exciting as a parent or grandparent when, you, when kids run to you, isn't it? Like, they wanna, it's almost like they want to run right through you, but take you along the way. Uh, I think that's the sense that God wants with us too. Like sometimes we can be very timid about our journey towards him and he'll receive us any way that we'll come to him. I mean, ultimately he wants us to come to him, but I think he gets excited when we run to him. Well, and I think within ourselves, there's this joy that just yeah. comes as we go running. Sure, sure. Yeah. But yeah, such a joy in coming to running. And they, it says, you know, they says they found Mary and Joseph and the baby, Jesus, the Christ child, lying in the manger, just as they had been told. I'm, I'm born from some other uh, translations, but he writes, seeing was believing. So um, seeing what God had promised, right? 
their faith in God was just absolutely um, shaken to the core. And, you know, one of the things that I've always seen out of this particular story and I've, you know, taught in other spaces is that they became evangelists. Really? Well, yeah, listen, they told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. And all who heard the sheep herders were, were impressed. Like they were able to tell their story with such conviction. Wow, they saw it. It was real. So you, when you're, I, I think of when I worked at the bank, yeah. like we had, we had to sell you guys stuff. <laughs> but you can't talk or offer things that you actually don't experience or know yourself. So if you don't know your product, you can't. So if you don't know your product, it's hard to, which is totally off from baby Jesus. But, <laughs> well, but, but, yeah, you there know, you go. When, when you taste and see, when you uh, see and believe, it's a different story than just, yeah, yeah well, you know, I think this might happen. <laughs> so there is, uh, I, I think... An invitation that's being asked of all of us is that, you know, how do we want to respond to this invitation of God to come, to experience his son, Jesus? You know, I, God loves his son, right? Yeah. You know, and I mean, he loves his son. In him, he is, the word of God says, he, he is so pleased. He takes such pleasure in his son. And I don't think that there's anything that gives him more pleasure beyond his son Jesus than when we come as children, when we run to him and we respond to the son that he's given us, to this gift of his son. And I I believe that that's his invitation to all of us, to those who believe, uh, to those who are still considering uh, you know, Jesus for their own lives. God is holding out this invitation for all of us to come and to see the Christ child, to believe in him, to run to him, to respond to the invitation. It's a, it's a, I feel like rerunning. Right. So we're going to go for a run after this. (laughs) No, it's too cold. It's too cold. (laughs) I see a sappy Christmas show coming on. So can I, you know, can we just invite you? I don't know, you know, there is, you know, what Christ is saying to you in this time, what the Holy Spirit is impressing on your heart is unique to you. And uh, maybe that bridges with some of the things that we've discussed here through Advent and through the lighting of the Christ candle. But can you just respond to him? Um, Maybe just take these things in. I, I love what verse 19 says. says Mary, uh, Mary had heard their testimony. Um, and then it says that she kept all of these things to herself, holding them deep within herself. In other words, she took these things into her heart, treasured them, and considered them. The sheep herders returned. They let loose, glorifying, (laughs) praising God for everything they had heard and seen because it had turned out exactly the way that they'd been told. Wow.
That's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Uh, what is, you know, what are you, what are you feeling like Christ is wanting to do with us through this different kind of Christmas celebration this year? What are you hoping for? Uh, I'm not hoping for just, just, just stay in, stay in His peace to stay mm. focused is my my hope because it's with so much going on and so many opinions uh yeah it's it's hard it's easy if you were to go there to be discouraged or sure and so my hope is to stay in every one of these candles peace hope love joy peace sure and uh in christ in christ Yeah, stay in Christ, you know. With Christ comes, of course, all of these things, right? You know, they're all, um, you know, they're all surrounding the Christ candle here in our, in our, in our candle. And I think just even going through, uh, reading all this and going through all of it, it's just like, for me, there's a, an excitement inside me and renewed hope within me right now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the last thing I would just say to you, the timing is always now, right? Yeah. You know, the invitation that the that the angels held out to the shepherds wasn't something that, well, you know, go away from here for a while. Think about it. <laughs> you know, uh, the Christ child was here now. The, the delight and the excitement that comes with the birth of a child, which we've experienced a number of times. Uh, so amazing. Um but you know the the invitation is now. It's in 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 in, in, in the economy of Christ. It's always now. Like for him, it's always now, and that that joy, that expectation, that discovery, is available to us now. Right, always available to us now. And I I kind of wanted to sort of finish things off with that thought. Yeah, that sounds good. You know, uh, he's very close. And he's nearby and. And you know, it's it's our decision. How do we choose to respond? That's it. That's it. That's what I've got. Listen, you know, it is our our hope and our prayer that you will just have an uh, an amazing celebration and um, experience with Christ through the balance of this Christmas season, uh, through this evening, uh, through tomorrow. Um, uh, you know, through the balance of this week, I'm, you know, it would be my prayer and hope that you're going to have some meaningful connection with family through the balance of, of this season. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, and who knows how that looks for each of you guys, but... Yeah, how does that look for each of us? When, when, but, not... but find fun through however it, however yeah. it is. So we're, we're going to pray for folks. Um, sure. Is there any other, any other thoughts that we've got from people that are... Nope. Uh, David Langevin, Merry Christmas, you guys, indeed. Merry Christmas, David, Lana. It's uh, nice to see you guys there. Colleen, I see you, Tracy. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah, be be entirely encouraged through this season. Um, yeah, we so value your friendships and uh, um, yeah, think highly of, of uh, so many of you. Let's uh, let's pray. 
Um, for those of you joining us online later on, there'll be a you know there'll be a number of you that'll be the case Christmas Eve. Hey, there's probably even some people opening a couple of gifts on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Not sure of that, but that's some of some of Not my us. some of my buddies growing up. They had that tradition where they opened up Christmas Eve. Oh, we always so. opened up a pair of pajamas every night. A pair of pajamas. Okay, there you go. But. In our household, we have a lot of a pair of pajamas. Yeah, we've got <laughs> we get a lot of pajamas in our household. A tradition, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Jesus, Lord, will yeah. you just shine your light on all of us? We pray through this season. Um, yeah. We bless our families. We bless our friends. Uh, uh, we bless uh, the fellowship of saints, Lord God. Um, I pray that you would just meet us in surprising and wonderful ways. Uh, there may be areas within all of us that uh, need to be awoken up, that, uh, that really need that invitation of the gospel to, you know, to reemerge in our hearts, to, um, you know, to reveal Jesus in a whole new way. You know, I pray that he would be more than um, some character out of history, but that the reality of your presence, Jesus, would uh, would would kiss people, would indeed touch people. Um, and we ask that through this season. Uh, may you be filled with joy, with this peace, this hope, and his love. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Naomi, the girls in Guatemala, we bless you. Yeah. Bless you all to have a yeah. bundle of fun. That's it. Okay. okay. Love you guys. Love you. And Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yeah? I think so. <laughs> <laughs>